Hello all, welcome back to Scotch in the Balcony. Harry here. Sadly Al's not with us this week. Um, he's a little bit under the weather. So sadly you'll just hear me. Which is a pity because there was a couple of things from this episode. I really wanted to have a chat with Al. But it is what it is. Obviously I won't be speaking too long. So, change of course is today's episode. The fourth episode of season one. Released back in October 2004. Been a weird week for me. Such so that it's actually just gone midnight here on Saturday when this episode should have been out already yesterday. And it's been a weird week, I say, because certain things have happened where I've had to think about who I am, which is weird because that's kind of what's happening in this episode. So Change of Course is the name. So the first thing that comes to mind for me, when I think of change, of course, it isn't just somebody making a simple change or, you know, changing job or something simple. I always think of a ship or a river. Big thing to change. Something happens for there to be a change, of course. If you've ever seen um, a river where they they put like rocks or build something to change the course of a river. And when it first happens, it's, you know, it's chaos. But after a while... You know, it just becomes normal for the river and it becomes smooth. And that's a little bit of what's happening here with Sally and Laurie. Still a bit of chaos going on. When I first watched this episode a couple of weeks ago, which was the first time in a couple of years, I watched and I didn't think there, was a, there wasn't too much going on. There was a little bit. But as I watched it a few more times and I just watched it there again and with the week that I've had, I, I, I saw a little bit more. And let me know if I missed anything or if you think I'm wrong. One of the first things that I noticed, actually, was that, well, we all have the obvious thing of Sally's story from last episode continuing on. And she's questioning, as she is, everything and who she is. There's a line in this um, from where Edwin says to Laurie, it's hard to reconcile what we do and who we are sometimes. And I think that's what's happening here. Because there's that question about between who we are and what we do or what we feel sometimes we have to do. And we see the difference, how the different characters deal with that conundrum, sometimes that weight. Obviously, we see with Alan and Denny, no problems. Because they just see it as part of the job, part of the game, part of life. They just, Denny especially, just sees life as a game. I know people like that. And so therefore, anything that they do, it's, you know, it's part of the job. If you remember in the last episode... It's actually Laurie that says to Alan that can he put his client first? And I think it comes up here where someone says all means necessary. You do whatever has to be done. And we see that with Alan and Paul. Here's the weird thing is what I was saying about who we are and what we do. Because Paul has a problem with that. Paul has got a line. And as we know, that's why Alan is is in the company. To do the things that Paul won't do. But he feels need to be done. And he does it. And even though, and I will speak about the balcony in a little while... When Sally does say to him, it does bother him and stuff, and Alan just goes, no. I don't think it does. Not in this case. In this case, he's just doing his job. And, and there's something which I, I realised between this episode and the last episode. So in the last episode, we had two cases. And we didn't know whether they were guilty or not. Sally's case, we didn't know if your man who was accused of robbery was guilty or not. And then in the sexual harassment case... We just, I mean, you don't know what's, we don't have enough uh, information. So we don't know what really went on there. But in this case, sorry, this episode, we have two cases where the two people are guilty. 
And here's the thing that I actually wanted to speak to Al about because it's two totally different cases. So in Alan's case, we have a woman who's the CEO, who's a kleptomaniac. She has a condition, but he's their big day. She's the CEO of their biggest client. So Paul wants them to do whatever has to be done. Uh, on that note, just the, the, did you notice the, the two scenes with Paul and Alan? So in the first scene, Paul is sitting down. Alan walks in. And I think Paul points to, uh, to the seat beside him says please take a seat without even looking up sort of not even acknowledging him i think this is more to do with paul not comfortable with what has what's going to happen that he's basically going to ask alan to do something which he doesn't agree with but he still does it what i liked was that alan did not sit down where paul wanted him to sit down he sat down at the very end looking straight at him and in the second scene i think in the second scene alan comes in makes a smart remark paul motions for him to sit alan doesn't and then obviously they go through the thing where paul gives him shit saying you can't be doing this so on so forth does he understand I just like that line where Alan says uh, more than clear transparent he knows exactly what's going on here he knows exactly who's standing in front of him and I think he actually knows that to a certain point Alan is the one that has the power because Alan is willing to do the things that Paul isn't willing to do but then I was thinking does that is that because Paul doesn't like them doesn't think it should be done because obviously he does or he wouldn't have got Alan to do it and we see that in other cases as well but is it just that he's like a lot of people you know it's okay for other people to do things but I, but I would never do that you know I, we wouldn't you know I would never do any stuff like that yeah but it's okay for other people to do it if I benefit from it I think it's a poor attitude to have but sadly that's the world we live in so where was I yeah so the Client was the CEO, biggest client, and it's money versus ethics. What's the best thing for us? What's the right thing for us? Versus the right thing, just in general. That's life, isn't it? They're the decisions we make every day. For some of us, it's harder than others. Some situations are obviously harder than others. But she is guilty. And in the other case, that Laurie ends up chairing, he's guilty as well. But there was something in that case as well, and obviously we don't have a lot of information, in that he, it was mentioned a few times that he, you know, he panicked, panicking in the case, he's panicked, because obviously his life is on the line, and he did kill a cop, and he is where he is, rightly so, for what he did. But but the lorry case itself, I first thought nothing of it, but again, there's something in it that mirrors Sally's case, and not just Sally and lorry. In the last case, Sally was out of her depth, and in this one, Laurie's out of her depth. And again, with no, you know, having no time to deal with the case and having to think on their feet and so on and so forth. But before I get on to that, let's go back to Alan's case and Sally. So obviously in this one, Alan asks Sally to do something basically she doesn't want to do. Yet she does it. She's still trying to figure out who she is. Except she knows who she is. But like life... We're in a situation, uh, she is in a career that you want to be successful in. Maybe that's not who you are. And as I said in the last episode, Sally doesn't A, belong with Alan and doesn't belong in that company the way it is at the moment. And Alan does say that to her uh, on the balcony. But there's a few little nice things I, I noted in, in Alan's case. So Miles is a nice guy and funny enough, so is Sally. But let's not pretend that Sally would, someone like Sally would be interested someone like Miles and Miles says that but then Sally also says do you know how hard it is for a girl to just go out for a quiet beer by herself without being attacked by wolves I just wonder whether 
Well, I don't know. I suppose if you're as good looking as Sally is, then that may, that may be the case. And I thought you just looked safe and nice, you know. So, but it's understandable, I suppose, maybe for for him to think that she was a hooker, considering you know he's in a bar and stuff. I don't know. So any ladies out there listening, you can let me know if that actually happens. But I thought it was nice was when they were having lunch that he was kind of indicating, look, he just wanted to get her lunch and just to say thank you. I think his line is for a beautiful woman to talk to me for hours as if I were an interesting person, as if my life were interesting. That means something to me. And I suppose in a weird way, that's all we're looking for is for that person, someone that finds you interesting and and vice versa. Kind of says, thank you, because that's kind of what he's doing. I mentioned that because later on, at the last two scenes, we get two more thank yous. Now, I don't think he's going to be saying thank you after he goes to see Alan and Alan brings him into Sally's office. And you can see Sally's not happy. She's very uncomfortable. And we get to see Alan do what Alan does. And on the balcony scene, Sally Sally called him a liar. You know, says pretending that this stuff doesn't affect you. That you can just brush it off. I think we see... Well, I get the feeling when Alan goes into his, into his zone, let's say. Well, he does brush it off. Well, that's why he was hired in the first place. Tells Sally to basically shut up. Be quiet. But what Alan said, said to uh, Miles, was thinking about this, wasn't necessarily wrong in relation to what he was going to do. Because that fear of our personal life being put on trial, because that's what he was going to do. He was going to put Miles on trial. Because sadly, that's what we see now. And what happens in a lot of cases is that the facts are thrown out, especially if you're trying to defend someone who's guilty. You know, you want to get it away from the facts and question the facts. And you, the best way of doing that to muddy the water is to go after the person who's giving the facts, who's saying, giving evidence. And we see that. Jesus, do we see that all over the world now? And politics and, and everything else. We live in a world now where science isn't debated anymore as much as, well, who's, who's saying it? That scares me a lot in general. So in one way, I suppose you could say Alan was just being just a really horrible person. And he and he was doing what he had to do to win the case. But in a weird way, and even though he says, yeah, Miles just had a very bad day, he's not wrong in saying that he would have had a worse day. And just think what Alan would have done to him in a court. Again, one of those grey moments. But it's that fear of our personal life being, again, being manipulated. Because we all have those, those skeletons in our closets. Small things, which could, you know, could be made bigger. It's human to be scared of all these things. Everyone has them, but we pretend we don't. And then we look down on our nose. But someone else's shit comes out. I think part of that is a self-defense thing. Just because of shit, I hope my crap doesn't come out. And it was some of the weird shit I went through this week where I could sort of relate to that. Somebody tried to bring up shit from my past from over 20 years ago. And it was embarrassing a bit. But then I had to remember, shit, it was over fucking 20 years ago. I'm not that person. It wasn't really that person back then either. That was just people's opinions of me and what they taught of me. But I wasn't that person. They like to think I'm that person. But I'm, I never was. Not really. But we see Sally really uncomfortable and then the next scene she goes and you see her taking the book of ethics out. It is unethical and it's wrong. But I know people who will say it's wrong and go out and do the exact same thing tomorrow. 
because it suits them because it's good for them and hey that's the world we live in but she was guilty and as we know a lot of guilty people get away with shit every single day so to finish off that arc from sally from last week and into this i think we've only got two more scenes less left sorry with sally which is the balcony scene and then the final final scene of the episode so the balcony scene is sally and, and, and alan comes out sally says to him, tibbet's a good man decent he was just doing his job and alan replies yes he was and so are you and so was i and sally says ambushing him he just he's going to shake it off i think we get to see what alan is like and then he's then he's exactly the same not shaking anything off because they don't see that there's anything to shake off that's just the game alan is just so good at his job as he tells tibbet in the scene earlier that he is good and it doesn't bother him but it bothers sally and this is where alan tells her to run both from him and the job even though he says the job but it's from him as well because it is a bad business it's filthy dehumanizing mean-spirited and i like how it's put here that you're gonna wake up every morning with all the promise that morning conveys and it is there is something about wakening up because when you wake up in the morning you've the whole day ahead of you so there's this potential for anything to happen and then he says and to come here and again this comes back to changing course who who we are what we do because i do believe that who we are and what we do are the same a lot of the time we'll convince ourselves not because either we'll have done something we're not happy with we've we've messed up we've we've done something we know we shouldn't have done we've hurt someone we've screwed someone and then there's people who do that all the time no remorse and they separate it by saying it's either business is business or hey that's just the game or that's just the way it's done had to deal with a few people like that this week people i used to think were right they're not right they're wrong however we don't live in a black and white world do we we live in a gray world sometimes sometimes we got to do stuff we don't want to do but sally's a good person she cannot separate what she does from who she is i can relate to that now alan says you know he's only saying this because he cares and i wonder i don't know there's quite i have a question mark over that and in the last scene when when sally kind of says this is what you do he has his history it's just this is why christine we've discussed already with the christine in the last two episodes so he does this and again like i said in the last episode does he does he do it out of is it a selfish thing so he doesn't have to be the bad guy so he doesn't have to be the person that that does that or does he genuinely believe that by making them leave of their own accord of their own decision which is what sally does here she leaves she goes as she says she's going forward on her on her own which is great because that's her changing course that's her figuring out who she is and she doesn't obviously want to be the person that she would become if she'd stayed with alan i just i just don't know whether what's the actual true reason that that alan does it but then as he says you don't want to get into his head and sally says that there is a good person deep in there so sally says that alan wasn't using her he was using miles this is yeah miles to make him look bad and and so on and so forth yeah i don't think so i think he might have taken advantage of, of the situation but i think she's wrong here i think she he was just he had a job to do yeah 
or maybe there was an ulterior motive to continue Sally's education. I don't know. Maybe there's some, there was goodness in it. I don't know. Time will tell. But as it says, it finishes with Sally realising that this isn't who she is. She wants more. And she ain't going to get it from Alan. Alan's not fighting for her. So she got up and she left. And we're left with Alan on the couch, just pondering it. But like I said, not necessarily looking too upset. I don't know. We'll see. But I, just a final thing. I do think that Alan, you know, this idea of that he has this self-loading for what he can do and that he can just like water off a duck's back. I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. I don't think that there's a self-loading or a disdain. I think Paul has it. And this is the funny thing now because we're going to have a Laurie and there's a mirror here in these two, in this episode and the last episode. So we have Sally kind of finishing a little mini arc at the same time that Laurie is going to start a similar mini arc. But she is really out of her depth on this this episode. Way more than Sally was in the last episode. In Laurie's case, Edwin, who escapes or gets out of the mental hospital, doesn't go home, doesn't go to the office, goes straight to court, has that look on his face. Perry Mason came to him in a in a dream of all things. There's something missing from him. Well, obviously he's, in a, he's had a nervous breakdown. But that thing about who we are. So he himself has come to uh, come to Jesus moment or whatever. Something has happened. He's got out of the hospital. He's gone. He wants to do a case. He wants to defend a case. He wants to do a Perry Mason. Which gives you an indication of, of his legal career up to now. And he takes on a case without knowing what the hell it is. And it turns out it's a murder case. I think if it was any other case, I think he would have been all right. But I think as soon as he found out it was a murder case, I think that's when he just, you know, that confidence drained all in one couple of words. But like I said, it took me a couple of episodes to realise that there's a lot more in this episode than I thought. And there's a lot more in this case. This just looks like a simple case of Laurie being out of her depth, having to first chair on a case she's never done before. You know, a criminal case. But there was a couple of things that popped up that just I, I noticed as... Because I, Mary, I can, I can relate to Laurie. Laurie talks about about rules uh, and the process and everything else that I can relate to. I like rules. I like processes. I like paper trails. The first thing I noticed was that even though the judge found out that Edwin Poole is out of a mental, the judge was doesn't care. Like there's a man's life on the line. Yes, I know he's up for murder, but at the end of the day, there's still a man's life on the line. Now, obviously, I know this is fiction. Still, you spend enough time in court. No, nothing is is surprising. So like the case that Sally had in the previous one, it looks like it's a just a 100% slam dunk of a case from the prosecution's point of view. Third strike, being pulled over. Would have been done for, I think he'd, well obviously he had a gun, but he had he drugs as well. So he was going to jail and he panicked. And if you believe him in what he says before I knew what was happening, I'd shot, I'd shot the cop. Now you could argue, and this is why I wish Alan was here, you could argue, well, well, he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. Well, I would question, no, I don't know. And you don't know. If you're put in a situation, because he's obviously, he's fucked up already and he's fucked up again. So he deserves to go to jail or something. He panics. So, but he's guilty. But here's the thing. You're entitled, should be entitled to due process. And I wonder under the rules of the law and What's more important? Is justice more important? Or is making sure that, hey, we have a process and the process is there to give justice as much as possible? So in this case, justice was done. 
But I would have argued with Al, like Alan's case, where justice wasn't done, by the way, but the winning side got there the wrong way because his confession was coerced and the work wasn't done. Cops and the prosecution didn't put the work in apart from coercing confession. And as Laurie says, you might think he did it. If you're determined, you can even still assume it. But to uphold the law and demand proof beyond all reasonable doubt, and if we don't demand that, do we really want to send a message? Hey, forget the evidence. Just bring us that confession. Because we know confessions are coerced. There's sometimes... Sometimes that's the thing that gets a guilty person put away. But what type of society do you want to live in? We have issues. Say we have issues with dirty cops, but then we also have issues with cops who, who sort of like Alan, thinks the job and doing what doesn't matter what they have to do, all means necessary. Do whatever has to be done. You really want to live in a police state? No, I think what's happening, if you look at the news, what's happening in certain Western society and some of the news coming out of America you would see there seems to be an overcompensation in an effort to fix a problem with a, with a small percentage of, of police. Again, something tells me Alan would, might disagree with me on that. Something tells me we're going to be discussing that next time, next week. But you could argue, see, and this is the problem, you could argue that he should have got off because they didn't do their job. Didn't compile the evidence. They didn't present the case beyond reasonable doubt. But what makes that hard to argue is the fact that we know he did it. And he killed a cop who was a wife and two kids. And you can say that's just thrown in for emotional effect, but that's the reality of it. That shows that our actions have consequences that reverberate beyond the actual act, which is something which is missing. It's really missing. I think it's probably always been missing, but it seems to be really missing in society today. Where I live and where a lot of people live, in West Society now, we seem to have an antisocial behaviour issue with young kids. And some are just asshole of kids. But I, I also think that some of them just don't have them being taught that, hey, the repercussions of your actions goes further than just that small little thing you do. Now, it's hard because also we don't, as humans, I don't think we're smart enough to see those repercussions. Like in another world, these cases could have gone differently. But in relation to Laurie, so Laurie has her, her arc, as I said. She's not comfortable. She doesn't want to do this case. She knows he's guilty. She doesn't care for him. And I like to think she did her best. As she said, she's never had a criminal case. And apart from one moment from Edwin where he gets up and does his thing, his moment of clarity, it's all her. Doesn't have a clue. She's keeping to what she knows, which is the processes. But as we know, just keeping to the process isn't enough. But on the other hand, there should have been enough of a case there for her if she was better at her job, the question, to convince a jury. Maybe it was the severity, the seriousness of the case, say, compared to Sally's one, because Sally's one was just a, a wallet taken. Guy being accused of being a thief, no evidence. Well, not really. We have a murder of a cop. Again, no evidence. Similar, but not, not the same. And it's another thing that's in this, like that Laurie, she's doing her job. Sort of like what Alan said, that you know, he was doing his job, Sally was doing her job, um, Miles was doing his, you know, and so on and so forth. Paul's only doing his job. Everyone's just doing their job. And again, this comes back to who we are against what we do. And we also know that Laurie from previous episodes, we do know that she, she knows sometimes you have to go outside of the lines. And I wonder whether this is her lack of experience with a criminal case or whether because he's guilty, she knows he's guilty. And as she says, I'll never be in this for you. 
And when she says, I'll never be in this for you, you know, she says, don't get me wrong, I'll give you the very best defence I know how, but I will not allow myself to be in this for you. I will play my part in a system that I have an enormous amount of allegiance to, but I'll never be in this for you. Now, I think she changes then by the end, because I think she's struggling with that. You can see that in her. I think this is where she changes course. And she has her, her moment of clarity, maybe, to actually say, maybe I'm more than just someone who comes in and does her, does her job. Because we all are. Or at least we all should be. In a perfect world. And as I mentioned before, Edwin says to her, it's hard to reconcile what we do and who we are sometimes, which Laurie replies, I don't care about him. I'm just doing my job. Which again comes back, this is the theme of the episode. On one side you have people who don't care the people involved and in the others we see people who do Sally does and we're going to see that Laurie Laurie does deep down and she's changing course now so I'm just going to finish up my ramblings to note one thing I noticed just on on my last watching there and then at at the end we've got two thank yous after Paul gives Alan a a kind of a bit of a bollocking which Alan says you know he's very everything's clear transparent because he gets everything Paul tells him to go and as Alan turns starts to leave Paul with his head down, I think his head was down, says Mr. Shore, he says, thank you. But it's an acknowledgement, it's a thank you to somebody for doing something that he wasn't willing to do himself. But he had no problem with someone else. Whereas the thank you we get a couple of minutes later, which is from the guy who killed the cop to Laurie, that's a genuine thank you to Laurie. He says to her that it was honourable for her to try her hardest. So even though she mightn't have been trying her hardest at the start, I, I think we can give her the benefit of the doubt to say she was trying her hardest at the end. So there's a genuine thank you there. So we get two thank yous at the end, but for two totally different um, reasons. I just thought that was just something that stuck out for me. So the last three scenes actually ends with with a kind of Alan walking out from Paul, Edwin saying he's going back to the hospital and leaving, and and then Sally saying goodbye to Alan. Again, a a great episode, which first couple of views, I wasn't sure there was a lot there, but actually there's a lot in there. Or maybe it was just the week that I had. I saw a few things in there which mirrored my week. So that's my ramblings. Sorry Alan wasn't here. He'll be back next week, hopefully. So I hope you enjoyed my ramblings, got something out of it. If you disagree with anything or think I missed anything or got something wrong, please email me or get in touch uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, iTunes, Podbean. We're there. Obviously, if you're listening to us, then you, then obviously you know there. But so thank you for your time. It's very much appreciated. So please like, share, tell your friends, get in touch. Hope you enjoyed. And we'll be back next week. So uh, yeah, thank you and stay safe. Goodbye. See you next week.